can hear the sounds of his coming everywhere in the headlines resounding by the scores it may be something more and when I hear the sound of marching hear the sound of battle cry then I know my Lord is coming even now it may be nine and I can hear the sounds of his coming everywhere sound of fig leaves rustling in the summer breeze as I see the Lord restore Jerusalem and I can hear a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind as God pours his spirit out upon all men and when I hear revival sounds not just here but everywhere then I know it's almost over I can feel it in the air and I can hear the sounds of his coming everywhere If you listen tonight, you can hear it's coming, and I don't believe it'll be long, but what a glorious day that will be. Judges chapter number 21 tonight, Judges chapter number 21. I'm going to look at one verse here in Judges chapter number 21 to get us kick-started tonight, and that is verse number 25. 
says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. You know, we're not talking about a people who chose to do wrong here. The Bible says they chose to do right. But the problem was they also decided to do right in their own eyes. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer this morning, or this evening rather. Dearly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this opportunity that we've had to gather tonight. Lord, to worship you in song and Lord, uh, to fellowship with one another. Lord, as we come to the message tonight, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Lord, I pray that you would use it to challenge us, Lord, to encourage us and stir us. And Lord, we'll just thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, I believe even for us that are here tonight, we may be doing right, but we may be doing that which is right in our own eyes. See, it's easy thing to get where we... Uh, justify or we convince ourselves that we're doing what's right, but we have to ask, what are we putting that into comparison with? Who is the one that's telling us it's right or it's wrong? Uh, we see uh, Proverbs 21, 2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. See, nothing is hid from the eyes of God. We, we know that He knows our every thought. And he sees uh, the inside, he sees our heart, and he knows our hearts today. You know, the Word of God should be what decides is right and what's wrong. Not man, not our own eyes, not, uh, it's not our choice. We see that Satan came to Eve there in the garden, and he tried to convince her of what to do was right. He tried to tell her that, well, God doesn't want you to eat of that forbidden fruit because you will become like Him. Then you will know what's good and evil. Sounds pretty convincing, right? Sounds pretty good. And the Bible says that that fruit looked good to the eyes. It looked good to taste. He thought, hey, I'll, why not? I mean, I know God told me not to, but now since I know that that's why He didn't want me to do it. See, He had convinced her what was right. And she made her decision on what was right in her own eyes, not what God had said. We see that there's always somebody that will try to get you to do right or tell you that you're doing right when really it's evil. We know that man is Satan. See, no one has the right to decide what's good or evil. Uh, it's not the preacher. It's not the church. But there's only one who has that right, and that's God and His Word. And he's laid it out for us in his word, what is right and what is wrong. And uh, we have to be careful that we're not just doing right in our own eyes. You know, what are some signs of a nation or of people doing right in their own eyes? Well, let's see, the, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided that abortion is right. Over 50 million women in the U.S. have decided for themselves that abortion is right. In their own eyes. Not in God's eyes. We see in His Word that uh, He says that it, that is wrong. We see that the drunkard has said that alcohol is right. It's okay. But see, it's not just lost people that are seeing things right in their own eyes. 
but it's Christians as well today. See, Christians today have said, hey, uh, Christian rock music is okay. It's right. Christians today have said, uh, we really don't need to go to church three times a week. It's okay to miss. It's right to just go once. See, Christians today have decided that it really doesn't matter which Bible you use. Eh, they're all the same. Maybe some minor changes here or there. See, those are Christians today that have done that. And why? Because they're doing what's right in their own eyes. A lot of times I believe it's very sincere people. Hey, they want to do right. Hey, we want to do right tonight. But are we doing right what's according to our own eyes? Are we doing what's right according to God? You know, why are these decisions being made? Because people are doing what's right in their own eyes. And there's been a generation that has been raised that doesn't know God. My little neighbor boy, he was over today. He comes over a lot, plays basketball with me. He's 11 years old. He told me he's going to ride Brother Josh's bus this week, this weekend. Him and his brother. And, but I told him, I said, well, i got to go get ready. About time to, to eat dinner and then get ready to go to church. He said, you go to church on Wednesday? I said, why do you do that? It's a generation that hasn't been taught. And we see that. And these, there's, the consequences to this are deadly. The Bible says, Proverbs 14, 12, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very familiar. We know it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not in thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Hey, we're to put our trust in the Lord tonight, not in our own understandings. It's not what seems right to me. It's not what looks right to me in my eyes. But what does God say about it? What does the Word of God say about it? You know, we are to fear God and depart from evil. But you know, there are going to be those that are going against God and don't want anything to do with God that are going to try to convince you that bad is good and that good is bad. That's kind of where our world is at today. They've kind of got things flip-flopped around. You know, Satan told Eve it was right to eat of the forbidden fruit. But it was evil because God said, don't do it. God said, don't do it. You know, it was a sad day in America when Judge Roy Moore was disbarred as a judge for refusing to remove the Ten Commandments from the front of his courtroom. Most people live by their own rules, and instead of living by God's rules found in the Bible, and some have even taken the Scriptures and corrupted the meaning of them to try to justify the wrongdoings. We see that our society is uh, taking the Ten Commandments out of the courtrooms, out of schools, taking prayer out of schools. You know, our country today is not how it was when it was founded. We see it was founded on biblical principles, founded on the Word of God. And now we see that God is, they're trying to take God out of everything they can. And they don't want Him to be mentioned. So we ask ourselves, 
How has our country come so far? How did we get to this point? What is causing this corruption in our world today? Well, I see a couple of things uh, that have, and I think that have added to this or aided to this of where we are is because there's been a generation of apathy. There's been a, a generation of, of apathy. Apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. I believe that apathy is contributing to the factor of why we've come so far because we've lost our interest for the things of God. We've lost our enthusiasm for the things of God. We've lost our concern for a lost and dying world that has no hope outside of Jesus Christ. And this is Christians today that I'm talking about. We've lost our apathy. We've lost our passion. We've gotten away from it. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching those around us? How is our attitude? How are we responding to it? See, we we are not concerned uh, about reaching the lost like we once were. Other things have came into our life and taken the priority of God and His Word. How does a nation get so far from God? An attitude of apathy. Not only that, but I see an attitude of indifferent. Having no particular interest, neither good nor bad. It's kind of that mentality of I can take it or leave it. You get that vibe from people today. You know, when you're out knocking doors or you're talking to people in the grocery store or wherever it may be, you know what, I've come across a lot of these attitudes that I, I'm going to mention here tonight. It's, you know, and, and we have to be careful because I think we fall into where, well, you know what, when I'm, when I'm in a fix, when I'm in, a, in a, a dire strait and I need the Lord, hey, where are you at, God? Where are you? I need you. Well, what about when everything's going fine? I don't really need you right now, God. Everything's fine. I don't really need you right now. I've got some other things that are more important. I see an attitude of passiveness. Allows things to happen or accept what other people do or decide without trying to change anything. I think we all know where this is leading to. Hey, well, everybody's doing it, so let's just do it that way. Or I think also we fall into the trap of, well, did you watch the news today? Man, did you hear the media talk? Man, there's no hope for Christians today. The whole world is against us, so really there's no point in even trying. And we get caught up in that. We get caught up in that mess, and we get discouraged, and and we get bogged down and. Because we're looking at it in our own eyes. So the big question is, well, how do we overcome this? See, first of all, we need to make the decision that we're not going to give in to the world's philosophy. Hey, that we're going to take a stand on the Word of God no matter what anyone else is doing around us. Hey, not having that passiveness as an attitude, but having an active attitude. Hey, that I've got the gospel of Jesus Christ and I can make a difference. Man, I've been excited about what the Lord's doing around here. And we saw 12 people saved in our uh, campaign, just door knocking. And four people saved on Saturday. 
one last night. Man, God's doing something great around here. Are we, are we even catching it, though? Are we even getting in on this excitement? Man, you're, you're, if you're not in on it, you are missing out on what God has for you. See, we've got to make a decision. It's got to be a personal decision. Hey, I'm going to stand for right. Hey, I'm going to do what the Bible says. Hey, I'm not going to do what my neighbor tries to tell me to do. I'm not going to do what, they, what the news is trying to, to shove down our throat. No, I'm going to do what the Bible says. And second, I see that we need to make sure that we're teaching the upcoming generation. Hey, that our kids and our grandchildren realize that there's still a God in heaven that's still on the throne, that's still in control tonight, that is still worthy of our praise, and that is almighty, all-powerful God that can do something great. And we have to teach them to love God and to love the things of God. So how have we come so far from God? Because we've raised a generation that doesn't know God. It's amazing the people you talk to today and and even the bus kids that have no background whatsoever. No biblical background, no no foundation. You've got to start at ground zero and work your way up. And it's sad to see that, but there's something that can be done. And uh, let's flip over to Deuteronomy chapter number 6. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, we see here that uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 outlines the, the nation's basic responsibilities. God gave them some responsibilities here. And the first responsibility, number one, was to love and obey Jehovah as the only true God. Let's look at verses 1 through 5 here. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land, whether ye go to possess it that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And their first responsibility was to love and obey God. To love Him with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their might. That same command is given to us as well. We are to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. How are we doing with that? See, if we're loving God with all our heart, then we're not doing what's right in our own eyes. We're doing what's right in God's eyes. And see, people see a difference when we're following after God or when we're following after self. We see, number two, they were to teach their children God's laws. Pick up in verse number six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. 
And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And we're to teach our children the laws of God. Uh, there were several things mentioned there that they were due to repeat the word of God, to teach the word of God. Hey, how are we doing with teaching our kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews the things of God? You know, a while back I read a statistic that fathers on average spend seven minutes with their kids a day. Seven minutes. And I was shocked when I read that. You know, we're not talking about, you know, you sit down and watch TV with them for a couple hours, counting that as time spending with your kids. But if, and like I say, I, I don't know how true that is across the board. But you think about that, and we wonder why we're so far from God. I guarantee you in those seven minutes, there's probably not much teaching of the Bible going on. And teaching them the laws of God. But what about in our homes? What about in our, our lives? How much time are we spending sitting down with our kids and teaching them the Word of God? Because if we don't, who will? The world? The world's not going to teach them the things of God. Oh, the church will do it. They'll get some, but they need more than that. See, the church is supposed to be backing up what they're getting at home. But we've got to be careful or we will lose the next generation. And they were to teach their children God's laws. Thirdly, they were to be thankful for God's blessings. Verse number 10. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and godly cities, goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord. He's saying, Beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. He says, Hey, I'm going to warn you, don't forget about what God has done for you. Don't forget about all those things, all those blessings that you're going to have in your life that you didn't work or do a thing for them. This is Brother Cavanaugh mentioned tonight. We are such a blessed people. And God has been so good to us. And we need to make sure that our children see us praising God and giving Him the honor for the blessings in our life. I see number four, they were to keep the commandments of the Lord. In verse number 17, you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and His testimonies and His statutes which He hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord. He didn't say what was right in your eyes, but He said what was right in the sight of the Lord. 
Hey, they were to keep the commandments of God. There's no greater way than teaching your kids how to uh, serve God by a better way than being the example, by doing it yourselves, by not only teaching them, but showing them. We see some of the responsibilities that the nation was given there. Now, let me ask you another question here. How are we doing with those four steps? How are we doing with loving God and obeying God? How are we doing with teaching our kids the laws of God? How are we with expressing praise and blessings of God in our life? And how are we with showing them how to keep the commandments of God? See, this world that we live in is full of doom and gloom today. Mainly because people are doing right in their own eyes. They're not looking out of spiritual eyes. They're not looking, is this what God wants? Is this what God has said? We see time and time again the children of Israel and what they went through. And we're going through that series in my Sunday school class. And man, I just love going through it. It's been a great time. But, you know, you just think, when are, the, when are these children, when are they going to get it? When the light, when's the light going to pop on? How many miracles is it going to take for them just to fully rely on God and, and to stop the murmuring and complaining, saying, oh, we had it better back in Egypt. God, you brought us out in the wilderness to starve us. Hey, when, when's the light going to come on for us? How many miracles is God going to have to do? How many times is He going to have to come over time and time again and say, Hey, aren't you just going to trust me? Haven't you learned to trust me? Hey, I haven't failed you yet. I'm not going to fail you. The world may be full of doom and gloom according to the media, according to the news stations. But see, God still desires to do something great in our country and in our nation today. And if we truly want to make America great again today, it won't be through the White House. But it's going to be through this book, the Word of God. And it's going to be doing what's right according to the eyes of God. And He gives us the prescription. He gives us the plan for that. In Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. See, we like to just skip to the end of it. Say, God, just fix our problems. Hey, God, just uh, heal our land. He says, well, what about the steps before that? Humbling ourselves. Praying, seeking my face and turn from their wicked ways. See, it's not just going to happen by just hoping that it's going to happen. Hey, God has given us what it's going to take to get the job done. He says, hey, if my people, 
Hey, it's a wake-up call for God's people today. Hey, you know what? There's going to be people out there. We're going to knock on their door. They're going to want nothing to do with us. They're going to want nothing to do with church. So do we stop? No, we keep going. Why? Because the next door might want it. They might be interested in it. And for that one, and, and we see how on Saturday there was four that were interested in it, and four wanted to know how they could escape the lake of fire. And they got that opportunity. Why? Because someone said, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to share it with them. I guarantee you, those four ladies that got those souls on Saturday, I guarantee you everybody they talked to didn't say yes. But those four people are thankful they didn't give up. I'm thankful that somebody didn't give up on me. I'm thankful that somebody didn't give up on my parents. I'm thankful that I was not a generation that grew up without knowing God because I knew God and I was taught about God. Not everybody's got that testimony. Not everybody's got that same story that they can claim. But let's do our part. Hey, let's humble ourselves before God today. Hey, our country is in great need of revival today. Wasn't that long ago we had our revival services and those great nights of preaching. Man, the Lord did a great work. Hey, but let's not let it stop. Hey, just because the meeting's over doesn't mean revival has to stop. Hey, just because uh, it's been a couple of months, hey, maybe we've got to restoke that fire again. Man, we've got to get excited about the things of God. Because as I mentioned earlier, I don't think it's going to be that much longer. Hey, we don't know how much time we have. The Bible says we're not promised our next breath. So once again, I've got another question for you. So are you doing what's right in God's eyes? Or are you doing what's right in your own eyes? Remember, we don't have the right to say what is good and what is wrong. Only God and His Word does. Hey, so it's not my job to come to you and say, Hey, I think, hey, you're doing this wrong or you ain't doing this right. Hey, if there's a legit thing, and, and we know how that goes. Hey, if you see something and you approach somebody the right way and you want to help them out, things like that, that's good. It's called a true friend. Somebody that wants to help you. But it's not my, I'm not inspector good evil. I get to go around and inspect everybody, whether they're doing right in their own eyes or God's eyes. Hey, only you know that. Hey, only you know if you're doing what's right in your eyes or if you're doing what's right in God's eyes. But I promise you this, as we read earlier, hey, if we're doing right in our own eyes, hey, there's a way, uh, the ways of man seem right unto his own ways. His own eyes, they, they seem right, but there is, it leads to destruction. Not only will it destroy us spiritually, but it is going to destroy those around us. And that next generation, those that we have influence on. You say, well, I don't have any influence on anybody. I bet you do. I bet you do, but you may not even know it. You've got a a little boy, a little girl, 
that's running around this church that's probably looking up to you. You got one of these teenagers that's looking up to you. You got one of these adults. Hey, I'm looking up to you. I'm just a young feller. Feller. Young feller. Hey, but God's not done with us yet. God's got something great for us. But he said over there in verse number 12, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord. How do we get so far from God as a country, as a nation? Because we've forgotten God. We've forgotten His goodness. We've forgotten His love, His mercy, His grace. We've forgotten those things. We've got to be reminded of those things. We've got to be outwardly praising the Lord and giving Him praise for what He has done. We've got to, to be teaching our kids the commandments of God. We've got to be loving God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. He is worthy of it today. But you know, over there in Judges, said there was no king in Israel, and every man did which was right in his own eyes. You'll be doing what's right in your own eyes if there's no king of your heart. Who's the king of your heart tonight? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ or is it self? Who's sitting on that throne inside tonight? Hey, there's only one worthy. There's only one to be on that. And it's not self tonight. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's all stand. We'll bow our heads.